0: Hello everyone, welcome back to God's Word with Friends, a podcast for Gospel Center Missionary Church in South Bend, Indiana. We're glad that you've joined us. At the table with me today is Pastor Ben, Tara, Missy, and Pastor Jim. My name is John Reynas, and of course, we are glad to have you. If you're on the go, thanks for listening. If you happen to have a minute to sit, you may want to open your Bible or Bible app to today's passage, which is 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. and 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. And before we read, let's pray together. Missy, would you open us in prayer?
1: Yes. Dear Lord, we come to you today with grateful hearts, grateful for summer, for sunshine, for family and friends. And most of all, we thank you for your word and for you making a way for us by dying on the cross for us. We thank you that we can readily study your word, help us to take advantage of that and to learn all that you want us to learn. In Thy name
0: we pray, Amen. Amen. Second Timothy chapter three verse sixteen, and we'll go into seventeen as well. All Scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Bible is the Word of God, and today we want to affirm that on the podcast that mm-hmm. the Bible is the Word of God, and. I'm curious, uh, the Bible is obviously a book uh, to be read, but other than the Bible, what is your favorite thing to read?
2: I am not a reader. I am not good at it, I don't enjoy it. So when it comes to leisure reading, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so usually when I'm reading
1: something, it's when I know I'm gonna get a purpose out of it. So, you know, like a Kidman book or um, something that I think will teach me something. Hmm. When well, we go on vacation, I always take a Karen Kingsbury book, mm-hmm. Christian Fiction.
3: I read constantly. If I'm in a doctor's office and and I'm you know they said it'll be five minutes, I'll pick up anything and read it. I don't care what it is. I'll read signs on the wall. I'll read anything. If, when I go to bed at night, I usually read for a half hour. Uh, if I have other opportunities I read, when I go on vacation, Missy requires that I take a fiction book. I don't like that, but it's I the read one it. book a year, right? Yeah. <laughs> fiction book. you read, I, I, read. I read the fiction book and then quickly, and then I get into in something that's actually serious. And uh, so I'll take two or three books on vacation with us when we go mm-hmm. in, in a few days.
2: So I'm I'm a bad reader too. So like when I read something, I tend to like be in such a hurry that I begin to like fill in the blanks. Like I'll <laughs> skip words and start skimming. And so I really like to listen to books and do audiobooks. And the one I just downloaded was a church history from Christ to the Reformation. And it's like a 32 lecture series from this guy that sounds like um, uh, one of the characters from Star Trek. Like I I feel like Star Trek's (laughs) lecturing me every time I'm I'm driving. And so, but I loved like when I'm driving in the car to put on, like, a, a Christian history or a Christian theology book. And I, I like to listen to that. But if it was to sit down and read it, like, it would take me so much longer because I, I just get I get lost.
0: Well, I can't say that I'm a avid reader either, um, especially leisurely reading. That doesn't come natural to me, never has. But I like to read magazines because they're my length. So when I'm eating a bowl of cereal in the morning, I... Get, go to the next article I'm on and, and read that. So, um, whether that's a news magazine or uh, a Christian magazine, or even this morning, it was Family Handyman. Mm. And I was reading about them remodeling. Remodeling, remodeling like no, 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 that this, this was an RV. They, they were remodeling an RV. And I read about the Family Handyman because I have none of that ability. And I wish I did. You know, you just you hope somehow it would transfer over and it doesn't, but... I I like that just because it's different than all the, this was something but like different than the Christian reading I do mm-hmm. all the time, and so it uh, it's just something entirely different. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they have little handy hints of how to you know get weeds out of your yard or to fix yeah. a paint you know mess up. And
2: so oftentimes when people are telling stories, I've done this with Jim already, but I get a very different image in my mind when we start talking. So I see John eating his bowl of cereal. And him reading, like, guns and ammo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and being like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm all right. That's- that was my grandpa. <laughs> uh, not me. The, uh,
0: nope. So, but the Bible obviously is a book, but it's not just any book. Mm-hmm. The Bible is the Word of God. And as we talk about the Bible, just a simple question, how is the Bible unique? And maybe I should start us off here. I was in a conversation the other day, a, a a fascinating conversation with a person and they were talking about the Bible and their their love for the Bible and but I realized there was a difference um, they believe the Bible is the Word of God but but they believe that just as uh, God led people to write things in the Bible that God leads people today and that that how God leads people today is still equal um, with what God did then in Scripture and I realized I really have a different view than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe God can lead people. Um, he could lay something on, on, on your heart to share with me. Um, but I realize when I, when I talk about the Bible, I believe it's something that God inspired by the Holy Spirit to be His Word for all people of all times in all places. And, and I don't believe God is still doing that that those, those authors really did have a special and a unique role. Mm-hmm. And that when a person says, well, God led me to say that, even if I may affirm that God led a person to say that, but it doesn't mean it was for all people, all times, and all places. Maybe God laid a message. Uh, if I preach a message, I, I might say God laid this on my heart. Um, but it doesn't mean it's, it's God's word for all people, mm-hmm. all times, and all places. And so that's why I picked the, this verse today. It was... Was out of that to say, you know what, the Bible is the Word of God in a way that I think nothing else is inspired in a special way. But so just your thoughts. What makes the Bible unique? Well, you know, your path, your one of your messages can be inspirational.
3: Um, music can be inspirational, but it's not in the same level as the inspired word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, because this is God breathed. It means God God it just God spoke these words to people's hearts and minds, uh, and then these people wrote these words down. And even in the translations that we were talking about a little bit ago, I think God inspired people in a sense in those, in those to, to make that word accurate because we can see that some of the... We didn't know this until the Dead Sea Scrolls were found, that some of the Dead Sea Scrolls are exactly what we have today. Mm-hmm. They're exact translations, and so, when, so if, we, if we think that God, back in the first century, inspired people to write these things, and the Dead Sea Scrolls are, are translations of those, and then today we have basically the same thing. We're reading the inspired Word of God right here when we read it today. And that's pretty exciting stuff because what God breathed to them, in a sense, he's breathing to us. Mm-hmm. And so we're hearing the Word of God. So, yeah, music can be inspirational. Messages can be inspirational. Uh, even podcasts can be inspirational. But, we uh, hope. But yeah, <laughs> in some cases. <laughs> uh, but, um, but God, this is the very Word of God. And how exciting is that to know yep. that we are holding the Word of God in yeah. our hands?
2: Well, I like the way we can tease those words apart. The, a sermon can be inspirational. song can be inspirational. But God's Word is foundational. And... You build on a foundation. So if, if we build on the word of God, a teaching or a song, then that song has inspirational value and it can help in the moment. If you try to take a teaching or a song and build on the inspiration, you, then you're not building on a foundation. You're building on somebody else's inspiration or word. And so that's why I don't see people's experience of God on par with the Word of God. Um, There was a book that came out, I'm going to ruin it for a lot of people, uh, Jesus Calling Books, and it was someone's interpretation of what God was saying in the moment and then them trying to write down as a devotional what their inspiration was. And so it wasn't foundational from the Bible, it was based in someone's experience i think you get in real dangerous waters
1: hey when i you... read that
2: i didn't want to ruin it for you i'm just staying where i stand on it but the reality is is that if it doesn't come back to the foundation then you need to read it with a real close eye because they might be building on just somebody's inspiration and as a worship guy when you do that all of a sudden you start calling it emotional you know like here's this song and you sing it and it's like, Oh, that song inspired me to go do this and it's like, okay, but don't begin to build foundational truth based on those type of things.
3: And we've all heard songs that are like that, worship songs that you listen to it you say, Now oh, wait a minute. Yeah <laughs> that that's that's so uh, that's being a little bit uh free with uh with the uh, with God's word.
2: Yeah.
0: Well and I think um well I have two thoughts. One just to piggyback on something Jim said, you know, how Today, we have a translation of God's Word, but God inspired the Bible. I think we also believe that God has preserved the Bible.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, that's um, what impresses me, that through all these years and ages, that it's still the same. And, and, and there, and yeah. it's
3: constant attacks, too, on the Bible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so God has preserved it down through the ages uh, in fascinating ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but then just the other is that just practically, um, the Bible is as the passage says it is what we need to be thoroughly equipped for every good work mm-hmm. and uh, it is the foundation out of which we live the Christian life because it teaches us it rebukes us it corrects us it trains us in righteousness so that we may be thoroughly equipped and and I think the Bible is that equipping tool it's not like we need to add something else to it um, I I mean, I obviously, we're we're here and recording this in uh, my pastoral study, so I have a lot of books around here, but none of those books as foundational like the Bible is. And I appreciate all those books, but it's the Bible that is the one source that God uses to equip us for the Christian life.
3: But what is the difference between teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training? You
0: tell me.
1: <laughs> gotcha. <laughs>
3: I thought that'd probably come back. Well, yeah. teaching, telling what we should be doing, rebuking, telling us what we're doing wrong, right? Correcting, telling us how to do that wrong thing right, and training is a, is an ongoing thing. You know, you don't do training like physical training. You don't do it one day and say, "There, I'm I'm in good shape." It's an ongoing thing. So that means we don't read the Bible once and say, "Got that one?" Because a lot of books I've read once. Most of the books in my library I've read once. Some I've read twice, three times, four times. But the Bible, we read over and over and over and over again. And um, we can read the same verse tomorrow, and maybe the Holy Spirit will speak to us a different way through this very same verse that today He speaks to us through another way. And so, I mean, this is just a constant training manual for us on how training in righteousness, being right before God. And so... um, Yeah, all those words are really important.
2: And I think the comfort in this verse is that people say, how do you live a godly life? Read his word. How do you you live a godly life? Read his (laughs) word. Because all of those things, as you read it, will begin to happen. If there's something wrong, you will begin to see it's wrong. If there's something that needs to be corrected, you'll have a desire to correct it. If there's something that you want to be righteous in, you'll have a desire to be righteous in it. Like, like it's, it's foundational and it's, the, I like how this is the NRSV that I have. So, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, mm-hmm. equipped for every good word. Yeah. So you're not just, you're not just some Christian who's unequipped. You're going to be proficient at being a yeah. follower of God if you read his word.
1: My I, version says that the man of God may be complete. Mm-hmm. Complete. That's a beautiful word.
3: When I first became a Christian I had never read the Bible. I had—I carried one with me once in a while when I went to church up the hill but I never read the Bible and so I I started reading the Bible and I would read and I'd say "Oh, wait a minute, that says I'm not supposed to be doing that. I've been doing that most of my life. Well that's one thing I cross off my list. I can't do that anymore mm-hmm. because the Bible tells me I can't do that. And then I'd read it some more and then find something else. Today, I'm still reading the Bible after being a Christian 55 years almost. I'm I'm still reading the Bible and saying, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. Okay, that's I'm supposed to do it this way. Okay, so that's continued teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness that God continues to carry on through this training
0: manual that we call the Bible. Yeah. And I just, have you ever had that experience where when you read the Bible, it's different than reading other books, too? Mm -hmm. Like, um, even if I'm reading a passage where, you know, I'm I'm in the Old Testament, I'm not necessarily getting a lot of application out of it as I'm working through, you know, just reading through a a list of kings or the division of the territories, which I've been reading recently of the 12 tribes and how they're marking off the territories. Uh, But there's just, there's times when, when you read Scripture, you just, you have a sense God is speaking to me right now. Mm-hmm. Just that this is God's Word, and somehow my soul is nourished. Even if I don't have an application that I walk away from, I've, my soul is nourished in a way that no other book does because, because God is speaking to me through His Word. Mm-hmm. It's His Word speaking it. And I, just, I think it's important to remind ourselves that the Bible is the Word of God. And nothing else is. Um, There's a lot of great books out there. There's a lot of bad books out there, too. But uh, there's a lot of great books out there. But it's the Bible is the Word of God. And so we encourage you today, be in God's Word. And know that it is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that you may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Bible is the Word of God. Thanks for listening. God bless.
3: There's somebody who did a message on this in point one.